right. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Well, we're getting right back into the teaching concerning prayer. The most important prayer you could ever pray is Yahweh, Lord Adonai, teach us to pray. I'm Dr. Smith, Senior Pastor here in Empowerment Faith, Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. And those YouTube livers, go ahead and hit, hit the like button. Do that for me real quick. And also subscribe to our channel by clicking the bell on the top so you can be notified when we come on. So we're gonna get right back into our teaching. Uh, it's very imperative that we learn how to pray and that we look at what Yeshua taught when he was teaching us how to pray. It's very, very important. Prayer must be taught. How to communicate to the heavenly father, the government of our kingdom, how to petition our government for benefits, rights, privileges, protection, uh, to issue out justice, justice, to enforce justice on our behalf. All of that is involved in knowing how to petition. Petition is a legal term. Uh, of course, uh, we mention this all the time in the original language, in the ancient African Hebrew language, uh, prayer, the Hebrew word palal, palal. It begins with a pay. Pay means to speak, but not only speak, it's the power of speaking. And what we're speaking is the power of the Father's word. That's what that pay means. The power of words or power of Father's word relative to prayer. And then as two lameds there, lamed means to govern, authority, it means to control. So when we speak the powerful word of the Father, we actually are operating based on the authority that he have given us in the earth being activated and backed up by his authority in heaven. So when we pray to the Father, we have been authorized, given authority by Yeshua in the earth to speak to the Father in heaven. So you have the authority on earth is effective based on the authority that Yeshua have established for us in heaven with the Father. So when you look at the Hebrew word uh, for prayer, palah, you will get unlock those layers of understanding, old layers of meaning by looking at the Hebrew letter word meaning. So when you're talking about prayer, you're talking about petition. Now there are different kinds of prayer, different ways of praying. Now relative to petitioning, that's gonna again get us what we need based on our constitutional rights, us being in right standing as a citizen of heaven, you understand, uh, enforcing laws for us rendering justice on our behalf, providing protection on our behalf, providing substance and whatever we need that's based on our constitutional rights, which are written in the scriptures. So we need to understand that, that praying is a legal term. Yasha Yaha called Isaiah 45. Uh, he said, plead, let, let plead together. Let's plead with me. Remind me of my word. Remind me of my uh, 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 promises that I've made. Remind me of your constitutional rights. Remind me of that and plead, plead your case. That's, that's all legal terms. So we need to definitely be taught how to pray. So we left off on number five. Five come from the Hebrew olive bet, hey or hi. And it actually, uh, the picture there, the ancient Madu Neder, the picture uh, uh, there, is a, because the Hebrew language, again, the ancient Hebrew language is picture and letter word. 
and the picture there's a man with his hand lifted to heaven, looking for revelation, looking for understanding. So the number five means to reveal, reveal, go a little further with it. What's in heaven on earth? We want to know the will of the Father that's in heaven in the earth. That's what five, the number five means. So as we get into the teaching uh, on this fifth point, you're going to see how imperative it is to know what the prophet prophetic numbers of scripture mean based on the Hebrew letter words. That's how you get the meaning of numbers. It's based on that Hebrew letter word. Remember, they are not characters. They are actually words and they have pictures, uh, colors, musical notes that correspond with each Hebrew letter word, a color, uh, different things. It's just a lot of layers there. And remember this, Yeshua said, I am the Aleph, which is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, the words, and the top, the last letter of Hebrew olive bet or words. He's not making reference to the first and the last. The uh, translators and in Greek influence, Greek Roman theology based on religion have taken that out of context as well as content and just simply inserted that in there where he said, I'm the first and the last and tied it to Aleph Tav. Actually, you don't even see Aleph Tav. You see Alpha and Omega. Those just Greek alphabet, you know. So let's get into this on number five. Uh, we're gonna pick up here. And also we're, what we're dealing with now are principles. We're dealing with principles and laws. Remember principles, principles are a set, principles are a set of governing rules and laws that work together. You know, they work together. We're also gonna look at concepts because this teaching that Yeshua was giving his students his scholars was based on kingdom concepts. And we got, we got to learn what concepts are. Let's finish up these principles, the rules, laws that govern praying and what he was teaching. And then we're going to look at the concepts that they are based upon. This is not the Lord's prayer. No, it isn't. It's the Lord's teaching on how to pray based on kingdom concepts. Kingdom concepts are based on kingdom precepts. What is a concept? Con mean together or with self, self mean thought, pre mean original or beginning and self mean thought. So the original purpose idea of the father are what we call precepts. Concepts are those thoughts and ideas that we possess and we agree with and everybody on earth must agree with in order to be a proper uh, living legal citizen in the earth. So we stop right here where Yeshua said, uh, give us, let me uh, slip down for some reason, too far. Okay, here we go. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Now this is the fifth one. Remember the number five meaning uh, to reveal in earth what's in heaven. So when he, he was teaching them to give us this day our daily bread, the substance, the substance, substance, everything that's needed for that day, not just, he just wasn't talking about uh, food, drink, you know, water, things of this nature and clothing, you know, all that's involved, but he actually was making reference to the total person, the total being, spirit, soul, and body. Spiritual food, that's the word. Yeshua, Samuel, bread from heaven. Uh, soulish food is the word. 
and we need to understand that the soul the soul need the word all right the soul need emotional healthiness all right so what i mean by that is that the word is going to bring help to the soul okay mind will and emotion you know people have damaged minds we need to make sure that our minds are conditioned based on his word uh some have damaged emotion and experience trauma in the emotions so we need health for the emotions and then uh the will of course we definitely need to understand that we're here to do his will and not our, ours so let's look at the scripture here and uh shemoth exodus you see it here and I'm, I'm probably gonna get my pointer i'm gonna enlarge it so you see it real big from this point on uh shemoth uh called exodus by the religious colonizers who was using religion to control people uh 20 and 8 uh he says remember the sabbath day and do what by keeping it holy the sabbath the shabbat that word in the hebrew is hebrew word shabbat all right let's read this, these other verses and we're going to come back and deal with that a little bit all right matthew Yahu, 6 and 33 but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to us seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to us and we all need things uh everyone is praying for things you should not pray for things because things have already been given you see see how he was teaching things have already been given Yeshua even said this he said before he said that he said do you do you see the birds whirring and pacing the floor uh do you see them working uh 24 jobs you know uh uh 84 hours a day no do you see them concerned about things no there's with get up and whistle and chirp and just go eat everything is there uh, and he said if i can take care of uh, the animals and everything in the earth now you know i can handle you you know so but he said but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness that word seek mean to med meditate remember the number five mean to reveal in earth what's in heaven so if i'm seeking his kingdom his ownership his dominion how he governs and how he operate in heaven on the earth you understand now locked up into that would be provisions you understand all right and his righteousness his righteousness daily you know yeshua put us back in our position of right standing in relationship with the father so he said seek his righteousness now second corinthians 5 and uh what 21 i believe he was made to be sin for us so that we could be made righteousness everything that he went through he did it so we can be put back in our place of right standing with the father and receive our dominion back now miss leah uh uh called proverbs uh three five through six trust in Yahweh with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths right all right now these three particular uh, passages uh uh you know it, there are so many more but relative to when you were praying understand when you said give us this day our daily bread first of all you are dealing with the shabbat the shabbat barashi uh two and seven talks about the shabbat 
and uh, let me, uh, 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 yes. All right, talks about the Shabbat, Bereshit 2 and 7. Uh, and the, the English translation, the rendering there will make you think that the father sat down as though he got tired, you know, or he needed some rest and he need to sit down and he stopped working. He done did all this work. And man, I'm just tired. You know, I know I made everything. I'm creator rule. I'm sorry. But man, whew, let me sit down and take a break. And I'm, I'm going to make sure everybody else do the same thing. No, that, that is not the meaning of the uh, original Hebrew word. We have teaching on YouTube uh, dealing with the uh, Sabbath uh, revelation of the uh, Shabbat, revelation of the promise. It has nothing to do with what the grace teachers are teaching. And even a lot of word of faith pe people not teaching it right because it's being taught from the Greek Roman perception. The English translation is not being taught from the original word Shabbat, spelled shin, uh, but yet tav, shin, bet tav, shin, but yet tav. And it actually, the meaning is uncovered in the Hebrew letter words that spell that word. Because if you look at the lexicons, they simply gonna tell you it means to cease, decease, you know, stop from doing something, you know, uh, uh, to refrain, you know, th those are the lexicon meaning. That's why it's so important to know uh, what the Hebrew letter words mean, because in cases like this, we need more understanding. It don't make sense for the father to get tired. It just don't make no sense. So those renderings can't be right. So by studying scripture, looking at the Hebrew letter word meaning, we find out exactly what he was talking about. And the covenant of provisions, give us this day, our daily, not monthly, not weekly, but our daily, meaning that the father provides daily, you know, and you know, you have cliches and quotes out here where he may not, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be right on time. No, he comes daily. He is on time every day of the week, seven days of the week, four weeks of the month, however you want to time the father, not into months and all of that stuff. He is into days. Teach us the number of days, uh, Psalms tell us, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Okay. So daily provisions are based on the covenant of provisions, peace, and protection. Now we'll get that out of uh, the original word in the Hebrew Shabbat. Now let me let me show it to you. Uh, of course, like I told you, I got that teaching on YouTube. And uh, we talk about it all the time. We'll share it several times, but you may uh, be new on the scene. Let's look at Barashi, uh called Genesis 2 and 7. And we're going to show you this uh, in the original, show you the, these words. Uh, I mean, is that 2 and 7 uh, that I quote? One, okay, let's move it back. Let's move it back. Yeah, 2 and 2. In the NIV, it'll be 2 and 2. Now, so we're going to look at this. Uh, the English reads, thus heavens and earth were complete in all the vast array. By the seventh day, Elohim had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. So Elohim blessed the seventh day, made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Had done. That is all translated wrong. It doesn't tie into or reveal the covenant of provisions. The father established a covenant of provisions, peace and protection before he even uh, put man in the earth. It's just like if, if you are planning 
to have children, you don't wait till the baby come home, then go buy milk and try to buy, wait till the baby start wedding and go buy pampers. Wait till the baby get hungry and dope and then, you know, try to pump some milk or do whatever you do. You know, we believe in natural substance, breastfeeding, and of course, yeah. All right, you don't, you don't do that. You don't marry a woman, then try to find somewhere for her to, for her to live. You don't do that. You do that preparation. It's, it's done before everything. It's already planned and established. The father, same way. He established a covenant of provisions of peace and protection before he put his children in this earth. So uh, let me show you this in the uh, Hebrew. Let's just click on this. All right, and we're gonna look at uh, this word here. So you'll see here uh, by where it said the seventh uh, day Elohim. See, that's why we always say Elohim because it's the word Elohim and you can say it in English. Well, I speak English, that's Elohim is saying Elohim in the Hebrew in English, and it's not hard. All right, now, so if we look at this, we'll see uh, this word Asher is blessed. That's what that means. His work Asher was blessed and productive. What he had created, you see the word uh, create work here, you see this word Malach, you see it right there. Okay, and you see what has translated his workmanship, uh, workmanship down at the bottom here, you see his workmanship was blessed. He didn't render it like that. Okay, now here's a word right here. This word right here, okay. And uh, for rest, rest, and you'll see it here. Shabbat, Shin. See, your manuscript put a yud in front of it because that is what follows. But you see the word Shabbat up here. I can't using my pointer down because the box will disappear, but it's shin bet tov, shin bet tov. And you see what the translators did with it. They didn't do a good job on it neither at all. All right, now, so when you look at the Hebrew letter word meaning for this word Shabbat, let me click on it. Shabbat, I already showed you, see it's got a U there, but it's not in the, uh, the original, that's not the original root word. All right here, you can see that right there. Shin mean actually, the provider of peace and protection. Shin also means to consume. The words say Elohim is an all-consuming fire. Shin also means to crush or destroy, to consume. You know, just in the ancient uh, Madu Nieder, it's a picture of a teeth. You know what your teeth do, do, right? So those pictures are there to remind or invoke the memory of what these letter words mean. All right, now Shin, uh, Bet, here we go, ta. Bet means what controls the inside or the family. What controls the family? The power of family. The power that's worked in family, work in the individual. Then ta, of course, means ta, a cross, covenant, to be identified. So what he did on the seventh day, the seventh, you see here, the seventh day he established this covenant. Who did it? The provider of peace and protection established a covenant for Biet, his family. He established Tav, a covenant, Biet, for his family, for his family that would uh, provide peace and protection and provisions for his family. All right. So, and then that's why he blessed it. 
and separated it because the number seven, Ziyin, seven come from Ziyin, and Ziyin means to cut. Uh, it also uh, means the weapon of the word. The weapon of the word is established or embedded in covenant. The father is a covenant keeping uh, father. You cut covenants, all right? So that'll, that'll uh, bring that out there. And I want to just show that to you. Holy Spirit told me just, just stop and show them. So I obeyed. So let's look at, let's go back to where we were in terms of looking at this particular prayer. So when Yeshua was teaching uh, his uh, students, his scholars, those who were of his school of thought, those who had been initiated into his school of thought, uh, dealing with prayer. And number five, uh, give us this day our daily bread. Let heaven reveal in earth what's in heaven in terms of our provisions, our peace, our protection. And when we are praying, uh, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, when we are petitioning uh, the uh, the government of the kingdom, then we we go back to these scriptures. We here, here's a document. Here, this is the constitution. We don't just say give us a day our daily bread. No, well, Father, uh, you establish a covenant with us of peace, protection, and provision. Yeshua, you are bread from heaven. You feed me. You feed my soul. Your word come into my spirit, enlighten my understanding, my mind, which is in my soul. Did I submit to your will? on a daily basis, that my emotions are whole daily as I seek your kingdom, your dominion, your, you are the owner, as I acknowledge you as being king owner, acknowledge your dominion, as I meditate on these things. You, this is what you see, I'm praying the constitution now. I don't, I, don't, I don't lean to my own understanding. I trust you in all my ways. I'm expectation of you directing my path. You are giving me daily directions daily what to do daily don't i don't just get up running you don't get up running and just turn some music on and 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 and, and put the put the load on music to do what we supposed to do in terms of meditating and petition the throne this is how we start prayer this is how we pray this is how every time we pray when we are getting ready to engage in petitioning uh the kingdom government based on our, our legal constitutional rights this these are the principles that regulate, that govern praying. Prayer must be again taught. Now you see why it's so important to be taught how to pray. And then the Holy Spirit is in us teaching us what Yeshua, the word has already taught us or what he have already established for us. That's why in Romans 8.26, the scripture said, we don't know how to pray as necessary and needful, but the Holy Spirit help our weakness, our shortcomings. He intercedes for us. Let's look at that verse. I didn't know I was going to spend this much time on fire, but we're teaching the principles. We're not trying to run through no steps and hurry up and get finished and all oh, I got it now. No, we got to learn this. And if you just joining us, we appreciate you so much. Uh, go back and at the beginning of the series, uh, Kingdom Concepts of Prayer, and go through each one. I go through uh, seven points here when Yeshua began to teach his students. But prior to that, we gave principles of prayer, some concepts, you know, uh, uh, just, just a lot of teaching relative to praying. Staying, doing, shutting in all night don't mean you're going to get your prayer answered. <clears throat> it doesn't mean that, that you're going to get your prayer answered, you know. 
Uh, if you stay a shut in all night and you pray based on the constitutional rights, a lot of stuff is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you understand? If we do it like he taught us to do it and we know how to do it, we're going to get a lot of things done. And guess what? The father wants a lot of things done in the earth that's not taking place. And people are depending on the government, depending on their president, depending on their, I mean, I'm talking about ambassadors going back and forth on, on social media platforms. I'm all red, I'm all blue, I'm for this, I'm for that. And, and so religious with your religious self that you become divisive and hateful toward one another. That's what Christians do. Yes, that's a rebuke to you. You know, that's why some people don't want nothing to do with Christianity because of the way you act. You say Elohim is a chief provider and he is everything to you, but you don't like people if they don't agree with your agenda. That's, that is not the Holy Spirit. All right, so number five, you know, and then he said, lean out to your own understanding. So these are rules. Remember, principles are rules and laws that govern. They all work together. All right, so let's look at another one here. Let's look at another one. And I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you so much. Let's look at another one. Let's look at number six now. Let's go to number six. So those are just three verses on daily provisions and daily bread, daily substance, not monthly, not weekly. You know, we have overflow. You know, he, he won't, he, this, this thing is going on every day, you know, every day. Every day you ask for daily provisions, substance, and so that our lifestyles reflect the lifestyle of an ambassador who is a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Of heaven. Now, let's look at this, uh, number six. And forgive us. Here's another law, another rule that need to be taught because we are going into a courtroom. We are approaching and approaching the eternal judge, the king, the ruler of all creation based on our constitutional rights. So when we go, we have to bring the constitution with us. And this is a, again, a principle that's gonna regulate and that's gonna govern what's gonna happen when we present ourselves. See, you have to make a proper presentation. That's why he said study to show ourselves approved unto Elohim, one who has the vision of heaven in them as a result of being connected to the kingdom of heaven government and who is fulfilling the mandate of the father in the earth. That's what workmen mean. That's what it means. It's the same word in Barashi called Genesis 2.15 when he told Adam to work or tend the what? Special place that was designed for human beings to be developed in and, and to reflect, live out a character and image that was in the likeness of the creator. And of course, when Adam uh, fell from that, position of righteousness and they reveal and they rebel, then no longer was human beings being born in the image and the likeness of the father. Human being was then born with a nature of rebellion and defiance. So remember that, remember that. That's why we have to be connected back to the kingdom. All right, now, so said, forgive our debts as we also, you see this? Oh, it got big, didn't it? How'd I do that? As we, there we go, just shake it and it get lost. 
Shake it, shake it, shake it. Shake it, shake it, shake, 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 shake. As we also have past tense forgiven our debtors. Keep your heart clean. That's a rule. Keep, don't be petitioning, don't go before the judge, and you got warrants on you. They've been looking for you. America Most Wanted got your picture on TV everywhere, and you got the, the guts and, and the ignorant guts to go to the courtroom in the, in the, in the, in the jailhouse right next door and try to get something done. That's, that's, what's, that's, that's how it is when we holding on to stuff. Let me uh, put this down for a minute. Let me talk to you a minute and stop this share. That's how it is when we holding on to stuff and, get, and our hearts are not clean. Your heart got to be clean. We cannot petition the Father if we are in direct defiance and rebellion of one of his laws that regulate us being heard and him enforcing his constitution on our behalf and enforcing what he has given us. It's so important. This is so vital, vital that we understand this. That we have to have got that. Got, you, just, you, got, you just got to let it go. It's it just you can't do that. You don't know what they did to me. You can't do that. It really hurt. You can't do that. All of us. See, the scripture said there's nothing. There's no test, trial, or affliction over in First Corinthians. No test, trial, or affliction. I think it's ten. That anyone is going through that everybody not going through. He's just used a word that's common to man. But he said, with the test, the trial, the affliction, the hurt, the pain, he'll provide a way of escape so we can deal with it. Scripture said, endure, bear under, uh, deal with it, uh, carry it versus it carrying us. That's what he's talking about, that it won't push us down, restrict us and hold us back. My goodness, I sense that's some power, power in that somebody need this. You are not the only one that's going through that. Others have been through it and are going through right now, but because they got a word on the inside of them. I can hear David talking. I will lift my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. All, not some, but all my help come from him. I can hear the writer of the book of Hebrew saying the Lord would never, Yahweh would never lead me, mm. <laughs> nor forsake me. So I can boldly say, I never fear what man say he's going to do to me. For the Lord is my helper. My goodness, I didn't know all this was going to come out of here. So I tell you, if you get your heart clean, keep your heart clean, you can talk like that. So don't go to him like that with your heart dirt, dirty. How's your heart dirty? We are legal agents in the earth. We are legal beings in the earth. He gave us dominion in the earth. When we are praying, we got to understand these concepts. 
And here it is. We are legal in the earth. And over in Matthew, when Yeshua said, whatever you declare legal and lawful in the earth must already be declared legal and lawful in the heaven. And whatever you declare illegal and Ill, 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 illegal and unlawful in the earth must already be declared illegal and unlawful in heaven. He said, I'm, a, I'm giving you these keys. This is how you unlock heaven in the earth. This is, I'm giving you access. I'm giving it to you. So, so whatever is established in heaven must also be done in the earth. The Father has forgiven us. He placed our sin, our rebellion in the sea of forgetfulness and he will never ever to remember it anymore. Uh, David said he blotted out. He blotted it out. He took some white out and just got rid of it. So you can't see it's not there anymore. It's gone. Relative, for as he concerned, when you come to him, he will in no wise cast anyone out of a broken and heart and a contrite spirit. I, I sense the Holy Spirit and a contrite spirit. He will in no wise cast you out. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. He won't do it because you're coming to him owning up to what you have done. You understand? So if we don't release in earth, we're walking, if we don't forgive people in the earth, then we are walking in rebellion and defiance against the kingdom way and the kingdom laws. We are not doing what's established in heaven. We're doing our own thing in the earth. And when we do that, he cannot do in heaven what we're not doing on earth. So when we hold people and hold grudges and, uh, you know, get all ugly and nasty and evil, you know, and some people going through uh, emotional trauma and getting bitter and don't even know that. See, it's one thing to do stuff and know you're doing it. It's a terrible thing to be in bad shape and don't know it. That means that there is a evil spirit of de deception that has entered your mind by the authorization of the Lord Yeshua. We stand in the gap on your behalf and say, spirit of deception, your influence is broken. Now you receive that, that's for you. Thank you, Father. We must forgive in the earth on a daily basis before you can ask the Father to forgive you. Well, I'm all right with the Lord. I'm all right with, no, 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 no. You're not all right with him because some people even got the nerve to mistreat their father, their mother, their sister, their brother, their family. And I, 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 I know I'm saved. I know the man hear me. I prayed in this happened. I prayed in the ain't nothing happened. That's somebody that's praying for you to get that to manifest or a false manifestation of the evil one to make you think you right and you wrong. We can't, we can't get by this right here. We can't get by this. We got to deal with this one right here. Keep your heart clean. Keep your heart clean. We're gonna look at uh, some scriptures. See, that's that that's the law of reciprocity governs this particular uh, point here. And this is point number six. And number six uh, comes from the Hebrew olive bet vav. It's spelled with two vavs, vav vav, and vav in the ancient uh, uh, Edenite Akabulum African <laughs> picture is a picture of a nail. It's a picture of a nail to invoke what, the memory of the meaning 
of the Hebrew letter word. And what you do with a nail, you fasten things together. You connect things, you secure things with nails, okay? So uh, the number six means to connect or to establish, to secure, you see? So when we forgive others on this earth, we, we secure our connection with heaven. We, we stay connected with the laws of heaven by doing on earth what has been revealed in heaven. Now is his will being done in the earth just as it is in heaven by me in my heart. I'm forgiving people. And the scripture even say, if, even if you remember somebody tripping with you, hey, go to them, try to get it straight quickly. You know, just try to, now in, this, in that instance, the person had did something to cause that person to be acting and tripping with them. And he said, before the officers deliver you up because they had a legit case. So you know somebody got a legit case against you, against you. don't be waiting, get with them quick, get it straight. Hey, I, I, I did that to you. You know, it didn't bother me, but I know I did it to you. I, I won't apologize. I'm just, I'm owning up to it and uh, I want you to release me of it. No evil heart, no evil intent. You know, I'm just, I did it, you know. No, no excuse. Please forgive me. Now I ain't forgiving you. All right, you good. That's that they problem now. So Yeshua said in the Book of Yochanan, uh, twenty, I believe, uh, right in the twentieth, he said, "Whoever sins, I retain, I retain, <laughs> and whoever I release, I release." So if you retain that act of defiance, that rebellion against the kingdom laws, when this person committed that against you, if you retain it, it's yours. It's, it's not theirs. They, I mean, they, that's it. So if you retain it, you, you're retaining yours and theirs. Now that's terrible. That's enough to want to change right there. Okay, now let's look, look at these scriptures we got for you here. Number six, now you know what the number six mean now? Oh, so some, some wild person get up and tell you all kind of crazy stuff because they done went on the internet. Well, scripturally, this what it mean. It come from the Hebrew letter word. Keep your hearts clean. Tehillim, 66 and 18, call Psalms. If I regard re re guard re you know what re mean like re receive you know receive re what you had previously you get it back so if i go and guard iniquity in my heart i go back and guard and keep it there keep watch guard on and make sure it stay there if i regard iniquity in my heart yahweh won't hear me man Iniquity, what is iniquity? Lawlessness, what is lawlessness? Doing your own thing, me doing my own thing with my thoughts, what I think is right. That's iniquity, it's wrong. I'm talking to everybody now. When you begin to say it's based on what you think and how you feel and I, 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 I just don't think it's like that because that's iniquity. That is iniquity speaking out of you. Well, I feel it's like this. I had one family member say this all the time. I used to tell them, you better get that mess out of you. That's evil. Well, I think I should. I said, you don't even know. You ain't been here long enough to even know think yet. You're barely spelling it. You got to get that out of there. Who was the first person to operate in iniquity? It was the old serpent called the devil. The scripture said in the day that he was created, he were, he was perfect. 
Remember, the father don't make no accidents. That's for somebody. He don't make no, you are not an accident. You are not uh, skipped over. Uh, you, you're not a misfit. My, my goodness, Holy Spirit. None of that, he make no mistakes. Everything he create prospers and is successful. Somebody need to get that. It was the covering cherub who was created in the day that he was created, he was perfect, splendorous in beauty. The boy was dressed, decked out. The boy could sing. Ezekiel, call Ezekiel. Ezekiel, it'll it, it tell you about that 28 and then Yasha, Yaha, Isaiah 14, explain the story to you about that old cherub, that covering cherub, the praise and worship leader, the chief musician in heaven. He was over all of that. And he took a third of that with him when he rebelled. But he was created perfect. And the scripture said, until iniquity was found in him. It was in him. See, if you regard iniquity, things in, in the heart, the heart is what, as a person thinking the heart, so are they. Your heart is what controls you. And if I'm self-dependent, and all about self and what I think and how I feel about it as though I created myself, I'm, I'm in cahoots with the devil, the old serpent. That's what he did. Now, how, was, how did iniquity get him? Somebody asking that. I know you, I hear you, I hear you. Well, we have the Lord perfect and he created him perfect. Uh, how did he get iniquity? So that means that, you know, what I'm doing is all right. No, it is it, not all right. Let me tell you what happened. Angels, angelic beings have a will, but they don't have a right to exercise that will without eternal judgment. See, their spirit beings, they have a will. He gave them a will, but he said, you know what? Your will is to do what I command you to do. That's it. If you choose something different, that's it. That's why they didn't have a prayer meeting. They have a consecration. They didn't bring in uh, Bishop A.B. or Sister D.D. or Evangelist uh, X.Y. Or, uh, or Prophet T.T. or Apostle E.Z. They didn't bring in none of them. It's nope, bro, you got to go. You, you got to go. Because that's the judgment that has already been set for any angel that doesn't carry out the commands or perform the command of the word of Elohim. So what he did when he made that choice, he, did, he looked in the mirror, saw himself, say, you can dress, heard himself sing, mess around, did a run. It just blew his mind, blew every, you know, all the other choir members. They, ooh, wow, ooh, you know how people are. And, and so when he made that choice, then darkness was birthed in him because he violated a law of, of his creator and darkness began to grow. Iniquity was found. So the scripture said, if you regard iniquity selfishness uh, in your heart, then the father, I was trying to stop this, I won't hear you, let me stop this. Yes, if you got iniquity in, notice in my heart, not other people, in mine, you know what's in you. So every time when we are praying, remember this now, this, this is why prayer have to be, I'm gonna say it again, must be taught, must be taught. You know, and we got a word explosion coming up you know, and, uh, and you know, we're gonna be dealing with some other things. And even I was uh, just meditating, I'm always open, you know, for the present Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, 
Uh, do you want me to continue? Uh, just do the prayer teaching, you know, on weekends. Well, he said, nope, stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. I don't want you to teach nothing else but this right here until you get, get to the point where I release you. I said, yes, sir. I will talk about faith of the state of America and the, the state of Christianity in America, the state of religion. Uh, a lot of things going on. The Holy Spirit say, teach this. That's telling me that somebody haven't been taught how to pray. And it's evidence in our nation, in our state, in our city, in our neighborhood is evidence. So if I regard iniquity in my heart, he won't hear me. Now, Marcus eleven twenty two, And when Yeshua answering said to them, have belief in Elohim, verse 25. And see, he was teaching about how to live by faith, by speaking the word the same way the father did. Now, I'm a now what he was saying now, I'm teaching, and they this is what he was teaching in prayer, teaching his student. And and he would, you know, this principle here is what he was teaching uh in Matthew Yahoo 6 and Luke also. All right, he says, and when you stand praying, <laughs> if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. So that law of retroprocity, you see it? So that because the father can't. We need to give him permission to forgive us by forgiving others. If I don't forgive others, then I'm not giving him permission to forgive me. Remember, he gave us authority and dominion in the earth. He, he won't come and do anything unless we ask him to and give him permission to. And we need to be clean with the father. We need to be in right standing. So I can't petition him. I can't petition my government for my constitutional rights if I'm in violation of this particular law and not permitting him to ensure that my heart is clean. All right. He said, when you stand praying, forgive. If you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father, so that, so that retroprocity, you see it, so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins or your rebellion. So our forgiveness with the father is based on me forgiving other people. And now you're saying going to hell for nobody. I'm not doing it. No, sir. I said right now, you're not worth that, bro. I'm going to keep going to the bank. I'm going to keep living good. I'm going to keep eating good. I'm going to keep looking at this beautiful uh, 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 wife I got and, and looking at these children that I'm believing the best for them. I'm just going to keep going because I'm, I'm going to keep talking to my father with confidence. Uh, what I'm saying, I'm going to keep forgiving. Just, that's just it. You ain't worth it, bro, sis. You're not worth it. You're not worth it. I forgive you. Okay? You're not worth getting in the way between me and my father. And you need to start speaking it and saying, wait a minute. I love this person. I love him very much. But they ain't worth all that. No. Not getting in the way of me and the father? Nah. Uh -uh. It ain't whacking. You forgiven. Okay. We got it. I understand. I know. All right. Let's move on. Well, how can they keep going? Uh -uh. And, and just like nothing never happened. Because the father, relative to him, when he forgive us, nothing never happened. But you want to retain it, so now your mind messed up twice. Because you're retaining your rebellion and the act that was committed by the person. They going on, done started a family, killed kids in college and graduated from college. I mean, grandbabies and everything. You still sitting there watching TV, you know, on the phone or texting somebody or FaceTiming somebody, they, they did that wrong, child. They did me so wrong. 
Yeah, right. Come on, Cletus. Come on out of here, Cleet. All right, look at Miss Leah, Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart. Remember, if, if you, you got to guard it from stuff instead of guarding iniquity. How you regard iniquity in your heart? When, 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 the, when the word come to you, you start tripping and want to reject it. And when somebody tell you wrong or tell me, whoever, I'm just saying you don't take it personal. Listen, and take it personal if it's you. When somebody tell you wrong, you're looking all crazy because you guarding that lawlessness, you know, and won't hear nobody because you are actually taking up arms and protecting that lawless thought that has gotten your beliefs up. You guarding, you, you, you pulling security service for the devil and killing your own self. That's how bad that is. So he says, uh, Miss Leah, Proverbs 420, above all else, guard your heart for, for everything you do flows from it as a person think in their heart. So are they. Everything comes from your belief system. See that heart, that's that mediator. That's that mediator. Your spirit, if you're born again, is just like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in your spirit. It's just like the Father. Your spirit always intends to do right. But that what control us, the heart, the part we're talking about, is that will. The will is the connector. We can will to receive illumination, understanding, and live by the word, or we can will to live by these natural thoughts that's coming to our mind. See, thoughts come. The enemy have access to your mind. He do not have access to your spirit. That's why the scriptures say, casting down imagination, casting down these thoughts, these things that exalt in themselves against the word of Elohim. If the father said that a lawlessness is evil and iniquity is evil and you guard it and defend it and try to blame somebody, you're not... It's there because you fail to guard your heart. Something happened, I understand something happened in your life, you were heartbroken, you know, you, 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 something happened along the way and you suppressed it and tried to keep going but you never got healed from it. Now it has risen back up because it has grown and it's showing its ugly, nasty, stinking face is what it's doing. And you're hurting other people that's around you because you didn't guard your heart but you guard an iniquity and the father not even hearing you. And when you say, well, Lord, help me do this. He, he's not, he can't, he don't even hear you. He hear you. Let me put it this way. The scripture said when he said that he don't, he won't hear you. That means that he won't uh, entertain your case. When you bring your case before the judge, judge the next, I can't, I can't hear that. I, I can't know. No, I just, sir, ma'am, step out. You, you're unpresentable. You come in here wrong, it's not going to work. I don't have the time for that. I got people who got legit cases there. Now, you said important deal. Uh, we didn't even get the seven, the seven uh, principle. And we're going to get the concepts, but we're going to uh, stop there. And I appreciate you so much uh, if you do this. Do this when you pray. But, you know, you can't do it if you hadn't been taught, you know, because uh, a lot of old crazy stuff out here, people actually think, they can operate in hate. They can be uh, more supportive of some political agenda. Preachers and prophets think that they, if they uh, say that the father put a particular president in and they support them, 
then they doing the will of the, the will of the Lord. Let me tell you something. Everybody have free will. And if a person choose to do stupid stuff, that's their choice. However, consequences follow, but you cannot pass laws to stop a person from choosing. That's a violation of the creative law of sovereignty relative to the will that the father put in us. He gave, he created us and gave us choice. It's you choose life, death, you make the choice. If you choose this, they, these are the consequences. If you choose that, those are the consequences. I know we need laws in place to uh, govern lives and govern society because people are crazy, but to try to force somebody to do something based on your religion or to force somebody to do something based on your iniquity and your lawlessness, there's no absolutes with you. Both of the elephant, the mule, the donkey, the horse, both are wrong. And if you're tied up in that stuff, you're wrong. And confessing Yeshua as being your Lord, you're wrong. You can't integrate this natural secular government with the government of the kingdom. It doesn't work like that. Stop praying it, it is not working. We can see now it has not worked. Well, the Bible said, pray for the kings and pray for the son. And, and, and yeah, stop slapping. It's not working because it's being taken out of contents. The primary are the people that belong to the father in the earth, the ambassadors. That's why I said when we pray that we may lead a quiet and peace, peaceable life in, in righteousness and in reverence of the father that our worship would not be interfered with. Well, if they pass the law, uh, they gonna stop, they ain't stopping nothing. Pass all the laws they want to, they ain't stopping nothing. All right, let's stop there. I appreciate you much. Uh, we have one more point and that'll complete the seven principles, laws. You know, seven is the number of covenant. It's the number of, of the word, the number, number of sanctification, the number of faith. A cut covenant, Ebrium, called Hebrew 4.12, says his word is quick, powerful, sharp, and into its sword. It divides, it cuts, it exposes. Seven is also the number of exposure, you understand, of, of, of exposing, uh, the covenant exposes things. Now, America is in a state of exposure now, the leadership being exposed. Y'all trying to put it all on one man. That's a whole political party. Those, those are people, a group of people doing this stuff, you know. America's being exposed for what uh, the true nature really is. And it's not righteous. It, no, it, no, it isn't, but it's being exposed. So we got seven points and then we got seven concepts that these seven principles are based on. So you wanna hang around. Uh, we, we'll be coming back to you uh, as quickly as we can. Uh, we don't need to wait till the weekend and stuff. We may do a Friday night live. We also teach on Saturdays. You know, we just try to get this teaching as much as we possibly can. I have an assignment, you know, and uh, prior to pastoring, my primary ministry and the ministries that I serve, the pastors I serve, was a prayer coordinator, teaching to pray, making sure saints understood prayer and prayer was uh, going on being powerful. Other area was outreach, evangelism. Other area was leadership, you know. So I didn't know the Father was developing me and, and, and getting us ready uh, to oversee uh the souls of his people never as a matter of fact i ran for 20 years i ain't passing nothing you got enough of them but i couldn't just i was in a state of disobedience thank the father for his his, his mercy 
I'm, I'm talking to somebody now, you need mercy. You need mercy. Uh, grace is the ability to keep the law, you know. Now the grace teachers and uh, religion, you know, said law is passed and we're in the grace age and blah, blah, blah. Okay, all right, I understand you, but it's not right. Grace is the ability to keep the law of the kingdom. If we meditate his, the kingdom and his righteousness, we understand that. Grace is the ability to keep the law of the king, to keep the word and not to go do something and then time out, forgive me because I'm under grace and live oh, any kind of way because I'm under grace. No, we're not under grace. That's, that's under stupidity. That's under bad teaching. We are under the law of the kingdom and we have been given the ability to keep his law. We need some mercy is what we need. Grace have already been provided in the staff. We need mercy. I'm talking somebody needs some mercy. You've heard this message and you're born again. You, you know, you claim to be a citizen of the kingdom. You know, an ambassador, a saint, you know, uh, a, a scholar, disciple. But you need some mercy because you know that you've been wrong, wrong, wrong. And the mercy has already been given. First Yochanan, one and nine. If you own up to unrighteous acts, deeds, we, if we don't, we're not taught better, we can't do better. If, if a person don't know, you can't teach what you don't know. So mercy is needed. Mercy is right there for you. Right there, right now. Just receive it based on your confession and own up to my belief system has been poisoned. My belief system has toxins of religion in it. Holy Spirit, I yield to you now and I exchange religion for the kingdom. <laughs> I exchange going to heaven to living a life on this earth that I'm in charge of based on your word. Now, if you're not born again, same thing, own up to being a person who living in a state of rebellion, born with the nature uh, to do wrong. And you don't want to do wrong no more. You want to do right nature. That'll come by being born again. That if you own up to that and own up to Yeshua being Lord, Yeshua paying the eternal price of death that Adam brought into the seed of mankind. You can't get around that, brothers. Whoever you are, whatever your teaching is, whether you are law teacher, grace teacher, spirit teacher, whatever, believe it, don't, whatever you believe in, if you don't understand that we need mercy, and even when you get through keeping the law, if you're not born again, you still find you're lifting your eyes up from hell. You gotta be born again. Salvation is available for you now. Appreciate you much. Shalom. Be sure to like, 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 like. YouTube lives, be sure to hit that like button. Hit it right now. And also subscribe to our channel. We appreciate you so much. Shalom. Be blessed. Amen. Yep. Okay, so I just stay here. Say I didn't leave you that time. <laughs> and I did good. I didn't go nowhere. I stayed here. <laughs>